This is the Video Junkyard Podcast. A place that appeals to your deepest and darkest fantasies. The dead whose haunted souls hunt the living. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. From this nightmare world emerges a fearsome half-man, half-ape with the strength of 20 demons. Another episode of the Video Junk Air Podcast. I'm Joe Peterson. With me, as always, my good friends and co-hosts, Eric Branson and Ryan Steisgold. Hey, guys. How's it going? How's your stomachs? <laughs> doing oh, pretty God. good, all things considered. How are you doing, Mercy. Ryan? Um, <coughs> I'm just no different from the, our country in a state of confusion, brokenness, and despair. Like, physically. But, I'm just saying, like, physically. Yeah. <laughs> I got a bum ankle. I ate the fucking monstrosity that we will discuss at one point, and um, everything. Yeah, I'm not happy. The... <laughs> I would be drinking right now if I didn't have, like, a bunch of a leaf in my body. Yeah. So. Yeah. Wow. The, uh, yeah, as you so... get older, you learn that, you know, you can take the Aleve and you can still drink a couple of drinks. It just helps it work a little bit better. I mean, oh, it's, it's going to do damage to your liver. You just got to weigh that against... I gotta keep my organs in the best state I fucking can, apparently, because I don't know what the fuck's gonna happen in the future. That's a good point. (laughs) Yeah, that's where I'm like, maybe I don't need to have any kind of organ failure, because God knows I'm probably not gonna be covered. Right. Right. Uh, Made you old men think. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You mentioned insurance. That's a... Yeah, that's that's where you get that that kind of far-off gaze of... Um, yeah, I'm yeah. It's just like you're looking at your like your medication and your alcohol, and you got to think like in about f- tw- ten to five to t- ten years, <clears throat> is this going to be worth the medical debt? <laughs> and then you get to a point where you're like, I don't care. Well, that's <laughs> the thing. It's like everybody well, has it's a gone level. Regardless, then all all fucking hell's break. Yeah, loose. I'm right. not. We are not. The video junkyard podcast does not advocate for people to mix alcohol with medications. By the way. <laughs> yeah, no, but I get it. We should have that disclaimer. <laughs> so, yeah. Never mind. I don't know. Yeah. These these types of things though like makes you want to reach back to a, a safer time like 1989. Yeah. Oh, the well, year I was, I was born. I was going to say Ryan, you said you don't know what's going to happen to you in the future and uh you never know. You could inherit a uh, small TV station and have to That's make up your own line of programming to you know, don't make it don't survive. tell me sweet promises of things that would never come. I wish. <laughs> but this has happened. <laughs> this has happened before. There's precedent. It happened to Weird Al Yankovic. That's right. I mean, as we fucking learned, whatever had precedent doesn't always mean it stays forever. Well, this one certainly <laughs> does. <laughs> now, of course, if you're tuning in this week, uh, you to can see what role I'm playing today. <laughs> Two oh eight. Um, we are reviewing a beloved classic. The 1989 American comedy film UHF. Listen, let's get one thing straight. Guns don't kill people. I do. Channel 62 has the lowest ratings in the history of television. What they need is a new station manager. No, not him. Forget it. No way. A man of action. Ah! A man of courage. A man of vision. What's your name? Billy. Billy what? What they get is a man so desperate, he'll put anyone on the air. Hey, Stanley. Yeah, George? How would you like your own TV show? Okay. You get the drink from the fire hose! Okay, you ready? Yeah! Open wide! He's Conan, the librarian. Today, we're teaching poodles how to fly. Can you beat up the networks? George Newman, he starts where the others stop. We're the number one station in town. Ah! Orion Pictures presents Weird Al Yankovic in UHF, the movie. 
So, yeah, this is the weir- the first Weird Al Yankovic movie, right? Because there's a new one coming out soon with uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, the biopic? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. The, the fake biopic, which looks like a lot of fun. But this was uh, it should be. Weird Al's movie. Uh, stars Weird Al, David Bowie, Fran Drescher, Victoria Jackson, Kevin McCarthy, Michael Richards, Stanley Brock, uh, Getty Watanabe, Billy Barty, Anthony Geary, Emo Phillips, and Trinidad Silva. It's like... That this era of, of comedy in this kind of subcategory of comedy, the doctor Doctor Demento's in this as well in a cameo, yeah. uh, but all of that kind of group of uh, that style of comedy is packed into this one. Um, it's an interesting time capsule. It, it, it really is. is. Uh, it's, it's really a pretty great cast considering the the kind of low budget um, production that it was, or the, the the minuscule amount of money they had to put together this this production. So. Especially uh, when yeah. you see like the history of what happened to some of these actors, controversy, con- yeah. controversy wise, much later, uh, an odd handful. But you get that yeah. with an yeah. '80s comedy, right? So, to give you a quick synopsis, if you've never seen UHF, which is available on Tubi TV, which hopefully you've watched before um, uh, tuning in, uh, Yankovic stars as George Newman, a shiftless dreamer who stumbles into managing a low-budget television station and surprisingly finds success with his eclectic programming choices. Um, Yeah, kind of a simple synopsis, but it also is filled with kind of these classic Weird Al... I don't want to call them skits. They're his daydreams. And there's a couple, like, music videos and stuff in there, too. It it really kind of has a lot of different styles. movie spoofs. Movie spoofs. Yeah. Yeah. The the Um, plot kind of works as a thin line to connect a bunch of, you know, TV and film parodies that, you know, the the Weird Al version of a movie, so you're getting a lot of, yeah, pop culture parodies and such from the early 1989. There's currently rain going on outside, so part of this podcast is going to be an SMR uh, in quiet parts, but I am not closing my window. Uh, It is too hot in here. So and this I have one, two Twinkies in me that I did not yeah. need. So, so this one was also directed by Weird Al Yankovic's manager, uh, Jay, Levy, Jay Levy, who also yeah. co-wrote the screenplay with him. Interesting. Um, yeah. Yep. So, it's um, stay in your lane. <laughs> so, what's your first experiences with this one? Let's start with you, Ryan. Um. So, like, I was always like a huge Weird, Weird Al fan, but he was again in my youth one of these things that was more of a legend uh kind of like like you hear of the jedi but they have long been extinct but it for me it's just like i could never find a weird owl thing uh i think for me it was like the weird owl tv show and like Mm -hmm. in the late 90s that i occasionally Mm -hmm. caught and like that was my first taste of weird owl and then i was fortunate enough to uh get something out of a terrible relationship and that is a bunch of burn cds of various uh 90s weird owl uh, and that's where it got me hooked. And I then I caught this movie was run one day on TV. I'm like, hey, that's Weird Al. I didn't know he had a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm like, yep, this 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 hits. It's the same humor, and I am all for it. Yeah. So that's yeah. where I was at at that time, and kind of now. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Eric? How about you guys? Uh, I saw this pretty contemporary. Probably didn't see it. I don't think I saw it in movie theaters. I'm not even sure it played. I don't know if it opened nationally. I think it did, but. Um, saw it shortly after it was released on video was already a weird al fan by around the time this would have been new on video so yeah checked it out and um it was a i don't know beloved movie of mine as a kid so i played it over and over and over again and uh i'm actually kind of surprised revisiting this and not that there's anything distasteful of this at all but like the way my parents kind of nitpicked it like because it's a pg-13 rating on this thing i think um whether or not it deserved I, that, we could debate. But um, I mean, know. it does actually have some surprisingly dark humor elements. <laughs> yes, it like does. Yeah, it's a couple of places, bloody yeah, thumb sure. and shit. So yeah, yeah. but but yeah, I, I, I didn't see that. I don't know. I, I probably uh, rented this one from the video store. You know, probably in the double digits of times. Saw it many times as a kid. Uh, owned it on DVD. You know, my early uh, adulthood. Um, found out when uh, going through uh, and and you know getting ready to watch it again that i don't have a copy of it because i was pretty sure i thought i did which is weird i must own too many movies but uh yeah so I, i've recently now purchased it on blu-ray so yeah it's a favorite of mine oh I guess wow you went for the full so. blu-ray yeah. yeah 
Yeah, I, I pretty similar experience. I was I think the first Weird Al song I ever heard was Fat. Yeah, same. And that I think makes sense. I think that was my first introduction to Weird Al. And then there was you know a backlog and I Yoda was mine actually. Yeah, okay. That. Um, <clears throat> I remember I had one of his albums and I would listen to it on my Walkman over and over and over again. Uh, yeah. And so yeah, when this movie came out, I. Again, I don't think I saw it. In th- I don't. I know I didn't see it in theaters, but quickly saw it when it came out. And yeah, it's it's another one where I I don't. I've never met anybody who like hates this movie. I'm sure they exist, but yeah. Oh, they do. <laughs> I think there's people that might be a little disinterested in this movie. But That's like, what it uh, is. Yeah, but like, I don't need to waste my time. Kind of. It certainly up. has a large amount of love, uh, at least from you know built later on after you know a sleeper kind of on video and and kind of became a, a cult, cult classic yeah um mm-hmm. and certainly the weird al fan base which you know there, there are quite a lot of the us nerds out there you know <laughs> so they grew yeah. up li- listening to weird al and i still consider myself a fan of, of him and just in general humor music etc um oh my god you just fucking whip out couch potato for me anytime yeah. <laughs> you guys are more of the 80s weird al i'm guessing I, I I'm all of the above until like just recently when I stopped knowing the pop culture references and the the parodies where I had to go like look it up and I but it doesn't mean I'm not a fan I still appreciate his humor so yeah actually I'm I'm fine with it like all the way up to Mandatory Fun which I think was his last album I went and saw him uh, in Chicago I mean I already had kids so it was probably like three and a half years three and a half four years ago but <laughs> yeah it was on the Mandatory Fun tour so. Yeah, no, I'm totally still a fan, for sure. <laughs> I think I heard Mandatory Fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've heard that. And that's got a lot of good stuff on it, too. My my first album of his, though, that I listened to a lot was Polka Party. Okay, yep. Um, Mine was even worse. but Yeah, even worse was good. Yeah, the... Um... <laughs> At, for a second there, I was like, uh, the thing I listened to was even worse. I'm like, go on. And then it dawned on me. <laughs> Yes. Um, yeah, I'm actually trying to find, and I can't see it here, what, which uh, album Polka Party was on. Or, I'm sorry, what, what order of album that one is? Like, is I think a, it's, I know it's, it's his fourth it's record. I think it follows one. even worse. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> but I, I that's that's just going off, off of memory here. I, I'm not positive that that's correct, but... It's crazy. Like, my favorite one is the one that he never won an award on, which is Poodle Hat. Yeah, I, like, I guess it's like, like the one Poodle that people quite a bit. liked the least, but that's the one I liked the most. <laughs> so it's like I can't think of uh, one that I mean, obviously he's he's a humorist, so not everything always hits. Like there's there's not you know, and some of the stuff you know is is more uh, dated than others, like ages. Oh differently. yeah, like it depends what it is. Um, but his humor is always good. So like literally, there's stuff on every one of his records that I find enjoyable. Like there is not something that. There's some that I, you know, that I feel are like stronger records than others. I, I think, um, you know, we mentioned even worse. I think is a very strong one. Bad Hair Day is a very strong one. Um, but yeah, I, I, Ooh, I bought it. Enjoyed Poodle Hat as, yeah. yeah, as well. So, yeah. well, and his music videos were always great. Yep. You know, which um, is essentially what this movie is. Yeah, it's like well, it's kind of almost the... like Weird Al goes to the movies in a way. Like, yeah. It's a little, yeah. It's just like, I'm going to take music videos, parody those, but now if I'm going to do a movie, I'm going to parody movies uh-huh. uh, by demonstrating a small UHF t- television station. <laughs> so it's a weird combo, actually. Like, if yeah. he started an independent studio, maybe it would have stuck <coughs> with the, the parallels. Yeah. But UHF works, too, as a concept. It does, and you know, even though the the plot that's kind of stringing all of these random clips together is yeah. fairly I mean, simple, a, the the it, performances it's a standard like yeah, it's very standard. Yeah. But the performances though in it are pretty funny. I mean, like, every everybody's I, it, yeah, all these supporting are characters good. are really are really great. Um, you know, there's the. the Oh, I'm trying to think. I mean, of... anytime you get Kevin McCarthy as the villain, you kind of know. Yeah, the plot Kevin you're McCarthy's get. great. Like, yeah, and he, he... I feel like, I feel like his denture should be on a plaque somewhere. Is like America's greatest teeth. Did he have dentures? Because I swear to God, I was watching his teeth I a lot in this tell. movie. Going like, mm, I recognize yeah. that gum line from dentures. You say I'm not sure, but yeah, he definitely has a little bit of that like 
there's probably some dental work in there somewhere. Yeah. But I mean, he's an older yeah. man. That's fine. Not yeah. shaming. I'm just saying they need to be honored. Like, <laughs> like I'm trying uh, to jog my memory. What did we see just recently? And I don't know if it was it on the podcast. I'm pretty sure it was. We were talking about Kevin. We saw Kevin McCarthy, and we're like, oh, he's pretty he was much on playing the Inner same Space. character. Oh yeah, that's right. Inner, Inner Space. Space. Yeah, playing yeah, the same which... character as he plays in this movie. Which, uh, yeah, as an older actor, I think he got kind of this into this typecast a bit into this like old crotchety um you know in this one just a cruel old rich white man like very donald trump like yes and and actually i really love the father-son thing because the son character uh, rj fletcher's son and this reminds me of trump jr so much like that's what i imagine their relationships like i have no evidence of this whatsoever that's just my you know, my imagination is dead. Like if Eric and Don Jr. were to fuse together. Well, the the scene when, you know, R.J. Fletcher is chewing out his sons about, like, how the hell could we be, you know, behind in the ratings from a stupid little UHF station? And he's like, what would R.J. Fletcher Sr. say? And his son leans over and does that. He'd probably be like, help, get me out of this little box. I lose it at that joke every time because it's it's the setup. And it's he said if he were still alive today. Yeah, what would he say if he was still alive? Help, get me out of this little box. You know, it's, I don't know, that it's yeah. such a, a simple there, kind of stupid joke. But it there are it's, a bunch it's a of, lot of that in here like that, yeah. that I absolutely love, yeah. So there's the no denial. Guy. There's no denial that the humor in here uh is like is definitely for like a kind of a lowbrow adolescence. And yeah. I feel like that's part of like as watching it as an adult, it's just like this brought me back to feeling like an adolescent. Mm-hmm. Like like yes, I know where things in an age great. Like not just content to jokes, but just delivery is very uh silly and it's just like yeah in a dark world i needed this <laughs> like, yeah it's one of those things like this is actually quite rewarding this is it's, a safety blanket it's of light enough but you said it, like earlier you said there's some dark jokes and there are it goes it goes a little dark humor every once in a while but in general it's a very light and ultimately ultimately like uplifting movie about good nature good yeah. Na- oh, yeah. yeah good natured and, and so and i think that fits weird al's humor very well like i think this fits into his you know into his career his discography his what weird al is very nicely obviously he wrote the film and had a lot to do with being it being made um so that makes sense that um but yeah i, I think if if you're into anything or if you find anything that you know weird al yankovic has done as being funny then this is probably up your alley you're gonna get yeah. a kick out of at least something in this movie well and like, i think and... it says a lot about him as a person too i mean here's somebody who's had an incredibly successful music career spanning decades he's won awards and it's comedy and there are zero controversies yep nearly <clears throat> but i'll get to that later what the coolio thing no, 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 no. They're in deleted. They're in deleted scenes. It, I don't know if you guys. Well, Eric, did you watch it on a physical? Co- you said you ordered. Yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. No, I watched the the Blu-ray, but I, I haven't okay. watched the special features on. I just finished watching the movie yeah. today, so I haven't gotten to dig into any of the extras. But yeah, I mean, there are certain jokes that were made a lot easier back in the day, so it's not really weird owls uh-huh. fault per se. And like, I you can. Weird Al oh, yeah, definitely, they're... like, gone back, like, yeah. Like, for example, in the uh, song Couch Potato, there's a lyric that goes, like, uh, watched Will and Grace one time, one day, I wish I had it, now TiVo thinks I'm gay. He doesn't yeah. sing that part out loud, like, that gay part out loud. He, they say, they shout, hey, as a censorship. I think I did it on a Nickelodeon thing. Mm. Um, but there is actually, like, a deleted scene, uh, which is very interesting in the DVD that I got, because he... He is near, he, he's there, and he, he's like, yeah, there's a lot of deleted scenes here, but they're all bad, and let me tell you why they're bad. <laughs> it's like, they're just not funny. He has a criticism for each one, and there's one where, like, we had a skit where it's just, like, two gay men, like, smack each other on the butt with, like, um, uh, fly swatters, and, like, like, those gay guys was, like, the thing. It's like, this is one of the show ideas. He goes, yeah, that aged well. <laughs> Yeah. Like, as in, like, clearly, like, eh, not everything was going to work. But I think, right. that I wouldn't say that's him being, con- like, what I meant was, he's never been in a big controversy. 
No, minus the Coolio thing. But the that's Coolio not his thing fault. was like, oh, that turned out to be a misunderstanding yeah. or something like that, and they, it was fine. But well, the studios never mm-hmm. communicated, yeah. and so that's what made him go forth and like, I'm going to actually talk to yeah. these artists myself mm-hmm. to make sure that everything's but, cool. You know, he's yeah. never been, you know, there's there's never been any like negative accusations about the guy. His no, you know, again the the kind of jokes that you know he. He owns stuff that, like, yes, that didn't age well, and I, okay, yeah. I won't do that I mean, anymore. And that's there's totally a couple of moments, fun. but it's even, very, it's very minimal. It yeah, is even it in the finished cut cool. of the film. There's a couple of questionable things that are, yeah. you know, here. Like at the very beginning of the movie, he, he refers to his boss, Big Edna, as a pathetic fat tub of lard. Um, yeah. Just not a very a large sensitive yeah. way to, yeah. Um, I, don't I mean, think, when you think I don't about think Rudy early... himself, if he was writing this movie now, would ever write a line like that. That was just something that, you know, I don't know. Like, like yeah. I said, there's not a bit of mean spirited that comes out of that. I mean, I, I talk about this like I know him personally. Kind of feel like I do because he's been in my life for like since I can remember. Right. But <laughs> yeah, I, I don't feel like there's anything mean spirited in his work ever. Like so. No, it's all it's all intentionally yeah. good fun, and then if something doesn't go great, like he doesn't seem like a guy who double downs on right. like. Yeah. He's like, well, oh, even that wasn't my intention. Even the the because I I had my kids watch it and they cracked up at it, but there I noticed a couple of jokes that like some of the darker stuff. They they didn't like as much. Yeah, and I think it's like because there's like well the the Rose Wild Kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> Teaching oh, he's throwing the fucking poodles. It, it, it wasn't just him throwing them out as the a window. Kid being kind of like, eh. there's a it, pile it's, of. It's dead the poodles. pile of them that they were just yeah. like, oh my god. <laughs> oh god, which I, I'm, you know, I, I admit now that uh, that cracks me up. That whole bit cracks me up. It does, so, but I feel like, bad about it. It's like, it's like laughing at a guy. joke. It's terribly dark. Like yeah, yeah especially it's, the pile at the end. Like it's it, when you laugh that extra hard because it's a joke that you know you shouldn't be laughing at. That's a legitimate you know, shock it, laugh. Yeah, it, it's a shock laugh. Yeah, and <laughs> but but otherwise, like yeah, there's there's just a lot of and I don't want to turn this into a quote fest, though I'm sure it'll happen. But there's a lot of great lines in in this, and it's 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 a kind of a it's a movie you could quote and not get in trouble, you know, for the most part. No, Michael Richards. I wanted to bring him up. Yeah, speaking of controversy. Because uh, yeah. he's not the only one, but yeah, yeah, he's the main, the the, the first one that comes to my mind. Um, uh, Victoria Jackson. Yeah, she got weird, but but mostly, you know, he he has the the famous the one, incident, right? One incident. Right. Which which I'm gonna say this, and I, you know, come at me. When he apologized for that, I saw like him and I think he was on Letterman or on one of those talk shows, probably not Letterman, but one of those talk shows, and he apologized. And oh my God, you could tell this guy was just way out of his element being on stage like that. And he he was like, there was genuine remorse, I feel, for that. Like this, and I'm not just trying to be like, I want to like Kramer still. Um, No, I think what, what apparently what happened with that situation is he was trying to get into stand-up because obviously in this movie, he's a phenomenal physical comic. Oh, yes. yeah. And he always has been. The Kramer character was 99% physical comedy. Well, he wasn't doing that anymore, and so he tried doing stand-up. And he... Well, I mean, he he came out of stand-up. Like, they, they, found, they found him to do this movie out of stand-up comedy so but it was all this physical stuff and now he was trying to do more commentary comedy Mm. as stand-up and it'd be like if jim carrey did a spoken word it wouldn't be nearly as funny (laughs) as like his old bits on in living color um and i think you know he was getting heckled by the audience and so he they were saying mean shit to him and he was just like all right well i can play this too and it was like oh but you chose wrong on how to do that not play this too yeah you're so stupid yeah (laughs) Pretty much, yeah, and and so, I I, I'm not be like give him a pass. I'm just saying like no. Here's an example of somebody who fucked up, and they apologized for it and noticed they stayed away. And right. I think at this point, I bet if he came out and was willing to still laugh at himself about that situation, I bet he could still have a career. Maybe he doesn't want one though. I mean, yeah. I could see him. He's making that Seinfeld rerun money. Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. sure he's doing okay. His performance I had a Lego made of him. He's his good. his performance in this movie is great. I mean, oh, I don't think this movie yeah. would be nearly as much fun 
without he Stanley Spadowski. As much as, you know, we just talked up how wonderful Weird Al is and then kind of his contribution, this is 100% the Stanley Spadowski show. He is the character that, like, pulls this movie together. Well, and he is incredible in this movie, so... Yeah. Well, it's yeah. fascinating because, like, his character is the one that saves the station in general. And it's very yeah. fascinating to see, like, hey, Weird Al finally has a movie. And, like, how it's written is... And I think this is intentional. It's just like, no, I'm just... I just have all these random ideas, but this guy's the star. And that's clearly, like, kind of, like, it's kind of wholesome. He didn't make himself actually. the star in his own movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, he like, wrote himself as the straight man in this and, and gave yeah. the, the comedy to Michael Richards. So. Oh, yeah. And, like, and... I'm here to support you. You clearly are better at this than I am. I'm just here to support you. It's like, no, I you will don't get say, that very often. I mean, and yeah, who wouldn't, after seeing this movie, want to go on and be on the Stanley Spadowski Clubhouse show? I would love oh to. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. God. I w- wished it was real, you know. Uh, but then again, <laughs> I also would have gone to Uncle Nutsy's Clubhouse as well, because that was fucking funny, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when the fucking kid just flat out spit in his <laughs> fucking face. Name? Was it Billy? Billy what? <laughs> <laughs> and you just see it drip off the nose, and that kid almost fucking broke. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's holding back, he felt pretty proud. That was a good spit. That's good. That's up there, and best cinematic spittings. I was like, good. Yeah, because it's good all one hundred percent real. They're in like two shot when it happens, and he just spits right on his face. And like, yeah, it's, um, yeah. The, like he the, says his name, the depressed and the spits uncle, in there. Yeah, the depressed uncle Nutsy uh, one is very good as well. <laughs> Shut up, you little weasel. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, the, the there was there's a lot of little side <laughs> characters too. Um the my favorite is Crazy Ernie. Yeah. The homeless guy. And just the the little bits you see him in, like asking people for change and that he literally like makes some change and he gives yeah, them a dollar. He's like begging he just, like, makes just wants change. making change. And then when he's with, Thanks, with Mister When he's with the blind guy and the blind guy's got the Rubik's Cube, is this it? Nope. <laughs> is this it? <laughs> Just a couple turns every time. Every time I see that movie, it's it's such a great little gag. There it's, is so it's... much little stuff that like went like way over my head when I was a kid, and and I loved it as a kid. But well, going back and watching it again as an adult, and I have a few times, obviously, um, you just get so much more out of even even the like little bits and stuff. I don't know. Like I never realized that the plots are us funeral home commercial was as funny as it is as a kid. With all the fucking dead like, bodies sticking out. Just everything, all the stills and photos in it are just hilarious. Again, dark, dark humor. Yeah. But um, Spatula City. Yeah. Um, the 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 bit with emo Phillips and the table saw. Yep. I still yeah, Cinema every time right there. every time call me Mr. Butterfingers, I I'm on the floor it's every single time. Ruined. I got red on my face yeah. as his blood squirts over. I think over it's his down face. there on the floor. The the whole movie feels like a Don Martin comic strip from Mad Magazine brought to life. Just a bunch yeah. of these little random quirky Well, you see things. there is like uh God, what's the name of the Mad TV mascot or Matt Mad Magazine mascot? Um, Alfred, Alfred E. Newman. E. Newman. Yep. Well, and they well, his last George's last name is Newman. Newman. Yeah. yeah. And there is a poster of uh, Newman Mad in the background, and yeah. Newman is on it in in their one of their apartments. So yeah, that's I'm, a magazine I, think... I need to get back into. That was always great. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and I think I love Mad Magazine for the same reason I love I love Weird Al. It's the same style of of humor. Um, you know, and it, it like we've been saying, it, there's a wholesomeness to it. You know, not always. There's bad, a there's but, a growth gro- grotesque like, but playful, very like. Like yeah. I keep saying, adolescent was like like because that's what I can think about. But yeah, very. Uh, it was. You don't need to, you don't need a lot to get it, and yeah. it's fine. I mean, to to use a <laughs> phrase that's used a lot. It, the Weird Al and his stuff never punches down, really. You know, no. There's no. there's a there's a couple of things. You know, we were talking about stuff in this movie that maybe wouldn't fly today. The character of Cooney, like the poodles, and the poodles wouldn't fly. I mean, either, the poodles you know? just can't fly in general, right? Yeah. But the character of Cooney is a little questionable today. <laughs> yes. Um, you know. Oh, and one of my favorite jokes in this entire movie is probably kind of questionable for that same reason, and it's the. Uh, 
in the last part of the movie when they rescue <laughs> <laughs> rescue Stanley from the, where he's being held by the mobsters at Channel Eight, and uh, when Cooney and all of the uh, his I don't karate students, karate students, students, yeah. students. yeah, whatever. Um, when they uh, they're uh, hiding in a closet <laughs> that is has the word supplies written on the yeah on the door and uh, yeah they whip open yep. they hear a noise and whip open the door they all yell supplies <laughs> <laughs> it's it's yeah. uh, definitely a dated joke and it still gets me every time it's uh, I will say that this is probably like. The, what that act like that actor was the same actor from like sixteen candles. Yep. Yeah. So I would nobby. I would say that this is probably like the role that like focuses the least on the fact that oh look you got an Asian character like it was like this is just a guy who calls people stupid but yet he yeah. is a karate instructor and there is an accent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's actually the, surprisingly light given like what most eighties interpretations of what Asian character should be. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. no, still not strong. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, anyway, the, that's yeah. still it's that joke is still based on a pronunciation issue, yeah, yeah. Um, stereotype thing. So, it's probably not cool, but uh, I don't know. It's, uh, but I, it, 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 yeah. But it's it's said innocently enough. I think. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm not one to say, but I, I think it's like one of those things you just take note. Like, doesn't work today, but we can keep moving forward. Kind yeah, of yeah. Feeling. yeah. Not like, oh my god, you know what I mean? It's not, yeah, it's not the oh my god kind of joke. <laughs> it's it's more like, let's just be aware that that's probably not an okay thing to joke about. I, so right. I will say, I, if I had to take something that was problematic, again, this is kind of a light, but if I were to choose, I would say uh, the re... Uh, the, the, the use of the trope of like... Uh, oh, we broke up, but I'm still like going beyond your boundaries to sh- express that I love you. Like when uh, George, like every '80s Al- and '90s comedy yes, romance, and comedy, early yeah. 2000s and shit. Um, or probably every Hallmark movie. Uh, it's or definitely Lifetime. Shit, I just sat through uh, Tin Cup the other day. That's abysmal. So anyway, oh God. <laughs> so, but like that whole like uh, George and his girlfriend, uh, who's Victoria play? Terry. 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 Yep. Uh, they broke up because he, again, never showed up. This relationship isn't really that strong. Like, nothing is really strong in this movie. It's mainly you're here for the skits. But, like, she wo- wo- like walked into her apart- apartment and it's just covered in balloons mm-hmm. and giant neon signs that says life uh, is, like, meaningless without you or some shit like that. And all I can think is, like, this is some fucking major red flag shit. Yeah, like, this by today's is... standards, it would be. Yeah, Not yeah. even today. Like, I'm saying in general, like, this is this is, this is is the problem. Like, this well, is I think... He broke in. But know... my favorite part of that, my favorite part of that is at the end, she's just like, he's like, oh, I didn't th- think you cared. I'm like, what made you ever think that? Well, when you told me that you didn't want me in your life anymore, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you. okay, so he clearly knew. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think yeah. it's just it's it, the 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 whole like in the apartment, all the stuff. That's just another example of like the absurdity. Yes, that's exactly movie, what it's you know? meant to it's, be. It's not it, because, um, and that's how you do stuff like that. You don't make like them I said, like that's a, if I had to choose yeah, a thing, a narrative. Yeah. It's not a major part of the narrative or anything like that. It's you know, it's yeah. not character building. It's showing he's he. He doesn't get it, you know. <laughs> he just doesn't get it. You, I don't really, know. you have to you have to do these things. You have to go to dinner with parents and stuff. And no, you don't do that. You don't break into the house afterwards and plant a million dollars worth of flowers or whatever. You know, it's it's all just that kind of absurdity of the character, which is odd to make it endearing. I think by today's standards, but it works in in this one. Um, yeah. But, so, yeah. and since we, we alluded to it, and of course we did the video of it already, but the uh, culinary introduction yes, in this one, the Twinkie Wiener Sandwich, which, of course, if you didn't see the video of us doing this yet, uh, you take a Twinkie, you cut it open like a hot dog bun, you put a cooked, I guess, hot dog in it, and then cover the top with squirt cheese. We, we yeah. chose cooked. In this scenario, yeah. it didn't yes. look like he cooked his, but yeah, it, the way it was prepared in the movie, it looked like it was straight out of the refrigerator, just like hot dog yeah. into the. No one yeah. needs a slop, a sloppy, wet, cold wiener between their Twinkie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and so um, yeah. Before we recorded tonight, we did a separate recording of us trying yeah. this all. Tried out the Twinkie wiener. It's on a social. So. Yeah, and so Ryan went rogue 
Um, not necessity. Not, not intentionally. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. it was definitely out of desperation, but I definitely um, went for the most exotic. Yeah, I think <laughs> we we went with the basic. Eric and I both did like okay, basic Twinkie cooked hot dog. Though the hot dogs you used, what kind were those? Uh, I had a uh, turkey hot dog, so it okay. was not not like my preferred favorite hot dog. It's just what we have yeah. around. I, so. I went with Oscar Mayer, kind of classic wiener. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, the the cheddar flavored squirt easy cheese yeah um, the cheddar easy nothing cheese nothing like a cheddar flavored squirt <clears throat> to really start your night yeah it was yeah. um yeah it's gonna I'll, end I'll the same way too with cheddar yeah i uh, i don't know maybe i'll should we should we save our our grades for the uh twinkie wiener sandwiches to yes. go along with the grades for the movie yes Okay. All right. Yeah, so we'll hold that off for a yeah, little go, bit. Go check out that video. We're gonna get it posted uh, somewhere here. Uh, I mean, yeah. I I think I I I can say definitely that I definitely got hit the worst with my combo because I didn't even get yeah the same yeah. things. Like all all three of my ingredients were fate different. was stacked against you with that. Uh, well, two yeah. of the things Twinkie. I was looking forward to, but then the Twinkie really threw it for 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 a loop. Like yeah. I, it would have been nice to. I didn't get an actual Twinkie. What I got was a limited edition Tropical Breeze, not by choice. Like the gas station I went to, literally no fucking boxes of Twinkies. And then Which... out of like as I left, I saw just Twinkie by the 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 counter, and I just ran to it without even. And I just grabbed it, and I look and like, oh, it's blue. There's gonna be a problem here. But fuck it for the. And comedy, that's such right? an odd name for a Twinkie as well, <laughs> Tropical Breeze. Because when I think Tropical Breeze, I think Twinkie. Yeah, yeah, of yeah course. there's nothing. Yeah. There's no breeze about this. Nothing's more just tropical like a limey, than a Twinkie. Limey maybe, maybe the breeze comes after it's been digested. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it will. Uh, that would be the cheddar squirt. But yeah. no, I didn't even get cheddar because I had a cheddar turkey dog. Very good. And I also had brie. Brie was the best cheese yeah. I could grab. And I, I, I would have just. I'm just gonna throw brie. I would have really just counted it. the cheese in the dog. Yeah. You know what? It and I. It stated in the video. Um. Uh. The brie just disappeared. And I. Ha- I leave. I leave the rind on the brie, and the rind definitely has a taste. Uh. Gone. Yeah. Uh. And it was like it was between the the uh, tropical breeze frost uh filling. Of the Twinkie, uh, with this weird like lime citrusy taste versus the fucking savory cheesiness of the dog, and then after a second bite, the fucking Twinkie just I win, and <laughs> I finished it. But yeah, at what cost? Yeah, um, but I'm glad you guys had better experiences. So. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't good. It wasn't terrible. Um, yeah. yeah, it was. But... It wasn't great. I wouldn't even yeah. say it wasn't good. It was fine. I had no problem eating it. It's not like I was like grossed out or anything. Yeah, I wasn't so. gagging on it or anything. Like, yeah, yeah. I should have thrown a pickle on there just to really that add to the like. I think diversity. I think the brine would have would have really you know awakened the the tropical breeze. My God, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what people think that what I don't know. Uh, we don't have to go into it. Yeah, um, we won't go into it. But I don't know why we need flavored that. Twinkies at all. To tell you the truth, but. I guess apparently they gotta excite them somehow, and it's like out of all the things, it's like yeah, I don't think anything fruit related in Twinkie is necessary. Maybe strawberry, but I mean that's a given with a lot of classic flavors. And, but you know, and part of me wants to like maybe continue this trend if we ever review a movie again that has some kind of an odd food item that can be easily made at oh, home. Oh, we missed our chance with Cannibal the Musical, so yeah, <laughs> true. Um, uh, but I think, uh, and I'm glad uh, we did not do it with Pink Flamingo. We, yeah, we, not, well, we haven't watched yet. Pink Flamingo, yeah, so not yet. Yeah, oh, bring back the poodles. Yeah, we got we that one got canceled off the schedule, but I'd like to get it back on there someday. Shit. Yeah, Shit literally. But then again, I also kind of think like, isn't this the the basic tenet of like a, as a kid watching a movie of do not copy what you see in movies? <laughs> so, well, at least with this one, it's like did. the safest thing. It's like, yeah, you can combine this, and the worst you get is a stomach ache and maybe the cheddar squirts. Yeah, but yeah, but uh, um, yeah. I will say, we should talk about the parodies of the actual movies themselves because it starts yeah. off oh, yeah. with the Raiders. For Raiders, oh, really great, yeah. Raiders of the Lost oh, Ark yeah. parody. Uh, I will almost argue 
that if I was to watch this movie in a cynical way, that some of the when he goes into the movie daydreams, which isn't as many as I was I I remembered, it's only like really two There's main ones, four isn't there? Big ones, isn't there? Or no, four? all the rest are promos for shows on U fifty two. Like Conan the Librarian is a promo, right? There's, so there's the Raiders one. So is and two doesn't even have him in it. But. Yeah, there's the one Raiders time, one. General. There's the um, well the the music video for Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah, but I don't That's count that. It's a okay. music video. Yeah. And then the the Rambo one. Yeah, yeah. Um, Gone I will with say the wind at the end. And Gone with the oh, wind, and then yeah. there's the Gone with the Wind. But mm-hmm. like the the Raiders one, I would say like watching is like, oh, this is going a little too long because it's really sticking to it but again i don't really hate it it's not going to ruin the rest of the pace of this movie it just go, goes all I, over i mean it's you, basically just through the opening credit sequence most of yeah. it but I, it, there's always once a bit the that credits me are laugh. over it gets you yeah. back in it gets you into it you know like the, the fact that he's enough. getting an oscar i'm like <laughs> yes that's the perfect fucking thing to be chasing after yeah or when he passes all the fucking signs and shit yeah, yeah. You know, there's it. The boulder chase. The whole oh god, that's the that's where it, <laughs> yeah, it goes a... off the rails, and it it really just gets. I don't. know, That's I think when I it, it for me that's when it really wins me over. But you know, Raiders that opening scene of Raiders has been parodied or you know been been you know homaged so many times. I still think mm-hmm. this is one of the best ones. It probably oh, yeah, is no, because it really commits so to it. Faithful and the jokes are all very like in jokes. Like you have to kind of like if you know the sequence from Raiders and you know Raiders, then yeah. it's even funnier because just even the even like yeah. the iconography in the cave with the you know the little idol doing the funny faces Weird and faces, stuff yeah. like all of that's like based on stuff that's well, right yeah, out of that movie. In, in so the in, in the originally in Raiders, you know the the one guide comes up behind him with the gun and he cocks it and Indy hears him <laughs> and he, he like cracks his whip and makes the guy drop the gun and in this one (laughs) the guy's arm falls off (laughs) um, he just like looks shocked and and runs away yeah and weird al just keeps this the same stoic oh yeah impression like very harrison ford and um you know i will but the rambo one weirdly (laughs) enough i think i like the most just for the makeup and it's just seen Weird Al in a in a Sylvester Stallone Rambo muscle suit, muscle suit. which looks pretty good actually. It's pretty yeah. good. Like you can tell in some spots, but it's not enough <coughs> to really bother you. It really like God, I God his, is wonderful. His Stallone impression, like every yeah. like the mannerisms, the way he carries himself, like everything is hilarious. Like I'm not gonna say it's spot on because it's parody and kind of played up, but like it's it's really good like even well, though he kind of walks in that weird like i can't put my arms down because my steroid muscles kind of thing and like i don't know he's he's got the whole thing down oh and then they, the constant they're, screaming they're, back and forth yeah, yeah the constant screaming and then they they really play up the joke about how in all those action movies you know the bad guys are just just firing thousands of rounds and they don't yeah. hit anything <laughs> where they've got put this bow and arrow so when they're point blank range <laughs> Two feet apart from the each guys other. just <laughs> unloading, unloading. Nothing happens. And they they blow up a guy not once but twice. Oh yeah, oh they yeah. Blow, he does the, the it's like the great silly bullet catch joke, right? Where he gets yes. shot at, and he catches it in his teeth. Which actually got a conversation going between my wife and I. Like, is that mocking or not mocking, but parodying a specific like movie or is it? And I looked it up, and no, it actually goes back to like it's a classic old magic trick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the bullet the catch, catch. Bullet. right? Yeah. And so, yeah, he throws in a magic trick, and then does the cartoon chew up the bullet and yeah. spit, spit it out like a machine, machine gun. gun fire out of his <laughs> mouth. Yeah, but the way the guys explode too, it it just looks like they just had a collection of like cantaloupe and yeah, and watermelon and bits, styrofoam. It kind of looks yeah. like exploding just... chunks of bread at points. Too, it really, it's just ri- like, like just a like... massive amount of fucking shit, and like there is more mass here than there actually is in a human body. <laughs> There's like no yeah. blood or anything. Yeah, it's no, it's, it's just, just like just yeah, very like Warner Brothers cartoon style violence yeah. and. Yeah. But not—it's not a movie filled with it. it. 
But yeah, there's. I also love him blowing all the stuff at the helicopter at the yeah. end. Yeah, like it just, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Kind of takes that the one. same route that the boulder sequence does in the opening, but yeah. So. Yeah, there's a lot of little movie and joke references throughout the movie too. You know, Stanley whipping his mop around like a lightsaber and. Yep. Um, the mashed potatoes. The mashed potatoes. Yeah. This means something. This means important. something. The, the, the badgers line from Raul's Wild Kingdom. Yeah, it's go stinking yeah, badgers. <laughs> yeah, so it's it. It's definitely a pop culture like of that era. That's the thing. Is it's a yes. whole bunch of references to movies that people in 1989 would have remembered. Yeah, it, it does have a little bit of that like airplane like Zucker Brothers like. Mm-hmm datedness to it like the the jokes in 1989 were probably very funny and topical and everything you watch it now being a kid you know that remembers watching this in 1989 and maybe not getting the jokes but grew up around well, you know kind of that like yeah i can actually say i am this person because it's weird it's because of things like this with weird al and other things that helped me because I was born in 89. I was born after this movie was made. Yeah. Yeah. Um uh it actually helped build my pop culture understanding of the 80s and uh, and other such times and so it's stuff like this that's like helps cement that zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. Uh and puts me in that awkward position like as a kid like I'm connecting with older people who are like, yeah, we're down. So like people like you guys actually, thanks. Just like, yeah. yeah, he he really knows this shit. And then I like, oh man, I really kind of screwed myself on this one because now that I'm older, <laughs> like I don't, I wasn't liking this stuff of my fucking peers as much, or I'm in that weird bit where it's hard to find which group is what. Um, but and again, I could join this podcast. So I'm happy. I don't fucking care. <laughs> well and i the fact you know i mentioned this at the beginning of the episode too that there's this new kind of fake biopic about weird yeah. coming out yeah and there's there's been buzz around it and i think part of it is daniel radcliffe anything he does people pay a lot of attention to mm-hmm. um, which is very it's a very weird casting choice too, it, it is but it looks hilarious yeah um, yeah <clears throat> and i it's just once again it says something about here's a a, a musician here's an artist that you know, they got their start in the early 80s on, you know, Dr. Demento's radio show. Yeah. And has, you know, now it's 2022 and they've got a, a fake biopic coming out about him. And yeah, c- countless you know, Grammy Awards to his name. Like, yeah. yeah. And, you know, here in 2022, watching a movie from 1989 that this guy made. And it's still funny. Yeah. It's still really funny. <laughs> So, yeah, I think that... It's like really, watching old cartoons, really. It, yeah, it is. It, it it really does kind of feel that way. There's, You know, when you Certainly. edit out some of those Warner Brothers cartoons, there's a lot of them that are still absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Sometimes um, you get some yeah. bits that don't age well, but it moves on to the next fucking yeah. skit. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's fine. There's so much going on. You know? right. So, I, I don't know. We've Over the last couple of months, you know, we've talked a lot about things like stand-up comedy. And, you know, we even brought it up tonight when talking about Michael Richards and, and so on. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of conversations about is, com- you know, is comedy you know, dead or what's what's going on with, you know, we can't laugh at things anymore. Now this still exists and it still works. Yeah. You know, so I'm not saying all comedy has to be like this, but this is comedy tried and true. Comedy varies. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's a genre in itself. It's not, yeah. I mean, it's, it's. Sorry, let me rephrase that. It's a medium with yeah. different genres. That's what I meant yeah, to say. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there are certain there are certain genres within comedy that don't age well, and frankly are awful. But there's a lot of the stuff that's great. And the idea that like people take in this weird soapbox, like we can't laugh at anything anymore. It's like no, we just don't punch down. Yeah. And again, this movie doesn't. Yeah, yeah. you know, know it. There's really very little in this my, movie that does very little, things. very especially very little. considering when it was made. You know, yeah. yeah, we watch a lot of stuff and we talk about a lot of stuff that is definitely <laughs> has a lot more questionable moments or things that you think. Oh yeah, I mean, keep in mind this came out around the time that Andrew Dice Clay was at his pop, you know, his peak popularity. Right. So <laughs> again, there are lot. genres that should yeah. just not. <laughs> right. So. 
Well, uh, are there any final thoughts and grades for UHF and your Twinkie Wiener sandwich? Um, Ryan, let's start with you. Knew it. <laughs> um, I definitely prefer the movie over my Twinkie sandwich. Again, this is not a diss towards Twinkie sandwiches. It's just my circumstances. <laughs> and, like, I thought maybe this would be really funny. It might be very surprising, but would turn out to be a major disappointment. Unlike uh, UHF, which is, like, actually held up pretty well. Uh, it's It's... Again, this is not a humor for everyone. I'm pretty sure if you were like if you were gonna see this for the first time in your like in your thirties, you have a master's degree, you're probably not gonna want to enjoy this humor unless there's a part of you that kinda wants to. Um, um this is very specific towards a certain person in my life who did not want to watch this with me. Uh, um but I think like if you grow up if you grew up watching Weird Al or if you are part of that that group of like, you know, like I would say 10 and early adolescence and shit like that. Like when you're like, yeah, I kind of do like this humor and you can appreciate like the creative, uh, use of pop media, uh, references and culture, uh, done in, in a, in a good satire. And you could say tasteful really like mm -hmm. it's not, it's not so cruel. It's really good natured. It's very much weird Al. And if you're a fan of Weird Al, of course you you already know this movie. You probably already enjoy this movie. And I'm not gonna say it's probably absolute, but like most likely, like this is a good fun cult thing to watch. And I think it's a it serves as a good time capsule for like near the end of the '80s and the start of the '90s. Uh, and like again, like with this movie being '89 and when I was born, I'm like, huh, I feel weird kinship to that concept of what is late '80s and early '90s. Um, as for the Twinkie, fuck that Twinkie. Uh, I would try it again correctly. Um, I think the my, my savory sweet was off. But with this, I think the savory sweet was quite right. Uh, I don't... Nostalgic-wise, I would probably give this, like, an A or A-. minus. Um, and then uh, I would say as a movie, B, probably. But, like, I it's two grades because, like, I have to state, like... <laughs> there is a bias with my nostalgia so okay so i gave it that fair grade who's next what do you think eric um yeah I, I mean i feel the same way ryan i'm gonna have to separate from the nostalgia because this is a all-time favorite movie of mine um and especially was growing up so i don't know i so if you look at it objectively as a comedy i still think it's it's really it's it's really funny a lot of the humor works really well still to this day and I really like that it's it's well-natured and good-hearted. Like, it's got good characters, and, and um, especially, you know, Staley Spadowski, George Newman. Like, people, uh, these two characters are actually, seem to be pretty decent people with good intentions. And, um, yeah, it, it it's actually ends up being kind of heartwarming, and you get to like all of the, the characters quite a bit. So, the laughs don't come up maybe as often as they should have or could have. If you want to nitpick at it, like, um, it's not like a... Le a laugh a minute kind of thing but it it's when it's funny it's it's really funny it's clever it's good um a little bit of dated stuff here and there but yeah nostalgia wise i absolutely love it but even as a movie i think i would give this a b plus i think that's where i land on it um twinkie wiener sandwich i think uh that's a, definitely a c for me like it was it was fine totally edible not something i think i'm ever gonna be like ooh, you know what i want um so you know Bobbo the clowns on his own there with the the Twinkie Wiener sandwich, I guess. But awesome. Um, yeah, I mean we've all kind of said the same thing, and I'm gonna do it once more. Uh, <laughs> I, I I think this even with the nostalgia, there's, there's a reason why I liked this one so much as a kid, and this is one of the few movies where I can revisit it years later and get the same enjoyment out of it it's not like oh yeah i guess it's funny for its time no like it's still i still laugh at the same parts um critically though looking at it honestly i still don't i don't have a lot of problems with it. i mean even like from a technical perspective like the pacing of it or anything it's like no it's actually the 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 linear story that's going on in between these little gags is fun it's you know the it's very you know 
derivative. It's it's pretty simple, you know. Okay, guy inherits a TV station, doesn't know what he's doing. He's going up against this evil corporate big whatever, you know, channel network affiliate, and uh, you know, hilarity ensues. So, I I I think just my love for Weird Al Yankovic and pretty much everything the guy does, and yeah, he only made one movie so far. Um, but it's one that, you know, from 1989 to, two, to 2022, it still makes me laugh the same way. So I, I'm actually going to give it an A. I'm going to be real generous. I'm going to give it an A. As far as the Twinkie Wiener He's sandwich... He's drunk on that Twinkie sandwich, I'm guys. I'm totally drunk on the Twinkie... No, I'm going to go right with Eric on that one. That is a C. Um, <laughs> I, I'm glad I said I've eaten it. If somebody dared me to eat it again, I, for money, I probably would because I know yeah, it ain't that bad. It, it wasn't like, oh, God, I'm going to puke after eating this. But it's not something I would want to go out of my way to make again. Um, <laughs> honestly, though, yeah, corn dog flavor. It kind of, closest flavor, I think it was like an dog. overly sweet corn dog. Yep. Um, That's what I got. Definite corn dog, corn dog vibes. Cheesy corn dog. Yeah, I think if I bought this at a, a corn dog at a county fair and it tasted like this, I would probably say that was a really nasty corn dog. <laughs> I would go that checks. <laughs> but yeah. I... Yeah probably still eat it because i paid for it so <laughs> i'll give that a c so those are our thoughts on the 1989 uh, american comedy classic uhf starring weird al yankovic and we would love to hear any of your uh thoughts on it too uh have you watched it on tubi did you watch us eating the video did that make you puke watching people eat that um i would totally understand but we would love it if you would share any of those questions, comments, criticisms, or witticisms with the Video Junkyard Podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at Video Junk Pod. Find us on Instagram. Find us on... Are we still on Pinterest? Uh, I have a Pinterest account and a board for this uh, show, a board but I haven't it. put anything on it in a long time. So We'll, we'll add the recipe to that. Um, <laughs> and also, uh, yeah, we're working on that OnlyFans with Ryan. So uh, please feel free to send any of that information. If you write it, we'll read it, and we look forward to hearing from you. Um, another network that we are a part of, we have a uh, Patreon page here for the Video Junkyard Podcast. Got any money? Like here, and uh, would be interested in making a small donation to help me or help us uh, produce the show. Everything we earn we got to pay off page. that Twinkie debt from yeah. yes. sandwiches. Does go right back. I would like to be reimbursed show. for that mistake, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> also comes uh, membership. Does come with a, a bunch of uh, fun perks, being able to vote for uh, what we watch on the show, some exclusive content. Uh, yeah, so go over to patreon.com slash podcast. Check that out. Whether you donate or not, we do appreciate you being here and hope you will come back for the rest of our... Uh, we didn't even mention at the top of the show that UHF was the first in a series of four listener picks. Uh, the next being... Uh, we didn't discuss what order we were doing this in, but I believe next week we're doing uh, In Bruges, and then we're going to look at Repo Man and The Last Starfighter. So uh, our uh, listeners picked out a pretty decent run for stuff for us here i think we're gonna have a lot of fun with this so i hope you come back and join us over the next month here and um i still yeah. think the election was rigged but that's my well, this might have been a little rigged i <laughs> uh, also want to i also do want to thank our patreon subscribers and people that uh, some of the only people i know besides us that voted at the poll uh <laughs> scott stewart and tony rodriguez thank you guys for being part of the family and we want to also thank you once again for listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. And if you've uh, enjoyed it and you feel up to it, please feel free to share it around. And until next time, I'm Joe Peterson. I'm Eric Branson. And I'm Ryan Stiaskel saying, I've never looked forward to brushing my teeth so much until after eating that Twinkie sandwich. <laughs> Good night. Sometimes you just have to take what life gives you. Because life is like a mop. And sometimes life gets full of dirt and crud and bugs and hairballs and stuff you 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 gotta clean it out you you you, you gotta put it in here and rinse it off and start all over again and and sometimes sometimes life sticks to the floor so bad you know a mop a mop it's not good enough it's not good enough you you gotta get down there like with a toothbrush you know and you gotta you gotta really scrub you gotta, you gotta get it off you gotta really try to get it off but if that doesn't work that doesn't work you can't give up you gotta you gotta stand right up you you gotta run to a window and say, hey, these floors are dirty as hell, and I'm not gonna take it anymore. You have been listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. I do wish we could chat longer, but...
I'm having an old friend for dinner. You just can't let them go? Go! Stay on the road. Keep clear to the moors. We want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast and remind you to find us on social media on Facebook at facebook.com slash video junkyard podcast on Twitter at video junk pod and on Instagram as video junkyard podcast. All one word. Want to thank you again for listening and keep digging. Who knows what treasures you'll find in the video junkyard.